The Ask Dr. Ernst Show is presented by Dr. Aaron Ernst, a board-certified chiropractic physician specializing in spinal correction, nutritional coaching, and cellular detoxification. And is for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be a substitute for professional advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Seek a qualified healthcare professional before changing your health program or embarking on a new one. Visit AskDrErnst.com for more information. It's time to transform your health with one of the nation's leading and growing authorities in total health. Over the next hour, learn from experts on how to revolutionize the health of those you love most. This is Ask Dr. Ernst. And now, here's your host, Dr. Aaron Ernst. Happy Saturday. You're listening to the Ask Dr. Ernst Show. My name is Dr. Aaron Ernst, and this is a very special broadcast yet again. The Ask Dr. Ernst Show. We're streaming live exclusively on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, and maybe even some other streaming channels. But uh, if you're watching us, it means you're connected as we are live. Why am I only on the live stream airways? Well, the Tar Heels are doing pretty decent in their basketball season. Go Tar Heels! But yet, every time they do good, I get kicked off the airways because News 10, 11... Uh, sorry, News 1110 WBT, my station, of course, is broadcasting the game today instead of broadcasting me. But that doesn't stop us from teaching and educating. And guys, you're going to be shocked by our show today. What's the problem with prescriptions? What's the problem with American healthcare? Why are we the sickest, fattest nation on the planet? Yet, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> I still have my cough. Yet, we have the most doctors, the most hospitals, the most drugs, the most procedures. We have the most everything, and yet we're the sickest. And when I say the sickest, I mean not just like, you know, oh, we get a low score. We fail, F+, plus, if there was such a thing, when it comes to healthy individuals by country. In fact, surveys have been done. We are the sickest nation on the planet today. Of the 34-something-plus countries there are, we are number 34. And that should come as a shock because most people are like, oh, my God, I love my doctor. And, you know, they take such good care of me and I have the best cardiologist. Of course, have you ever noticed how everybody's doctor is the best? It's because we don't want to say, yeah, I have a subpar OBGYN. You know, I couldn't afford the best. So everybody thinks their doctor's the best. The problem is the only best doctor is you when you're educated enough to know what's going on in your own body. And it's not hard, guys. You don't have to go to medical school to learn about yourself. You just have to be willing to open up some books and start reading. I was talking to a patient the other day. She's like, Dr. Arndt, like, how am I supposed to know all this stuff? Like, you're the doctor. And I'm like, okay, sure. I mean, I went to school and I have doctorates. I have a doctor in natural medicine. I have a doctor in chiropractic. I have a doctor in humanitarian services. Like, yes, I have doctorates. But that doesn't mean I can't teach you. Here's what a white blood cell is. You have high lymphocytes. Lymphocytes kill viruses. If you have high lymphocytes, it means you have a lot of viruses in your body. Has your doctor explained this? No, they haven't. I wonder why not. Because there's no antiviral treatments for your condition. And today, we're going to discuss the problem with prescription drugging Americans. How about this? Just listen to some basic stats. All right, ready for this? In the United States, this is going to come as a shock to you. <clears throat> Where's my notes? Where's my notes? Here it is. Okay, ready? In the United States today, 48% of Americans surveyed confessed to taking one prescription drug within the last 30 days. 
not over the counter guys. Not like, you know, I had a headache. I took a Motrin or, you know, my cycle was off balance. I took a Motrin. No, like I took a prescription drug in the last 30 days. 48% of Americans have had their doctor say, take this. And we went, oh, oh okay. Then 24% said they used three or more. This is going to be a shocker to you. 24% of Americans confessed, I take a blood pressure, I take a water pill, and I take a statin. Three. 13% of Americans confessed to taking five. Oh my God. There's 340 something million Americans in the US. That's 340 million guys. What's 13% of 340 million? That's like 343,000 human beings are five meds or deeper. And that's if I'm doing the math in my head right, it might even be 34,000. <clears throat> I'm sorry, 340. It might be 3 million. I don't know. What's 13% of 340? You do the math. Drug therapy is involved in 74% of physician visits. You go to your doctor, you have a 74% chance you're going to leave with an RX that says go to CVS, Walgreens, Rite Aid, wherever, and pick up this pill. And the problem with this is, number one, pills do not cure disease. I challenge you, if you're listening to our show, give me a medication, the name of it, that has fixed the condition to where they don't need the med anymore. For example, high blood pressure. Somebody give me a blood pressure pill by prescription and name that you can take for 90 days. It'll fix your blood pressure and you can get off of it for the rest of your life. It doesn't exist. Somebody give me the name of a drug that's cured any condition. And I know what you're thinking. Well, Dr. Ernst, I had a sinus infection. I took an antibiotic and I no longer have the sinus infection. So the antibiotic worked. It cured my infection. No, it didn't. It killed the bacteria down just enough that your immune system could pick up the rest of the slack. But in doing that, it wiped out your microbiome and caused a leaky gut. So it doesn't cure anything. No prescription drug has ever cured anything. What it does is it offers symptom relief. Now, is there something wrong with symptom relief? No, but try to do it without dangerous prescription drugs. For example, most people sadly will take an ibuprofen without even thinking twice about it. You know, my arthritis is aching up. I just took an aspirin. I've had some patients say, you know, my back pain was so bad. I had to take an aspirin. Really? Like someone was holding a gun to your head and said, if you don't swallow this, I'm going to shoot you. You don't have to do anything. What it is, is your willpower was too weak and you caved because the pain was too great and you didn't find the underlying cause of your pain and fix that so that you don't have to take a toxic medication. Are NSAIDs toxic? Yes. Ready for this? All NSAIDs, even in short-term use, have been shown and known to reduce blood flow to cartilage tissues. I'm going to let that sink in. You take an aspirin because your joints hurt because you have arthritis or you have a headache or whatever, and it reduces blood flow to your joints, but it also tricks your brain into thinking you can't feel the joint. So you feel better, but your joints are now becoming less fed with blood. Decreased blood flow causes arthritis, which is the very thing you're taking it to supposedly fix. Do you see the insanity behind this? You don't think anything of taking an aspirin. I think it's the devil's brew in and of itself because it causes more of the root cause. It decreases blood flow to your joints and will only make your joints worse when you take it chronically. Second, 
by definition, drugs are supposed to fix a specific imbalance. You've heard it before, right? This just targets such and such enzyme and makes such and such then work. But here's the issue with this. Something called genetic research under pharmaceutical methods has discovered that no such thing as a single interaction is even possible in the human body. For example, the reason all drugs have side effects <coughs> is that while it may change an enzymatic process in your liver or wherever it's supposed to make an effect, it's also causing a similar effect in another system and it screws that system up and then you get a side effect. You've heard this commercial, right? I took an aspirin for the headache that I have and now I have to take a reflux medication for the acid reflux I have because of the aspirin and now I have to take a Fosamax for my bones because the reflux drug caused me to become osteoporotic, which was because I had the acid reflux, which is because I took the aspirin because of the headache. You've all heard this, right? I take this because of that. And I take that because of the side effect of this. And I take X because of the side effect of that. Okay. We all know this and it's like insanity of why we're all okay with taking these medications. The phenomenon known as side effects, just so you know, is not actually a side effect. It's a biological redundancy built into the human body. The same protein molecules that are affected by one drug have a completely different effect in another area of your body. I'm going to give you an analogy of this. Ready? Histamine. A lot of you are like, oh, I take an antihistamine because my allergies are bad during the season. So I went and took an antihistamine. I feel so good. Oh my God, I feel so good. The antihistamine's working. Histamine is produced in an inflammatory reaction to an allergen. And if you do block it, it might make your allergy symptoms go away. So for example, histamine in your blood will cause your arms and your legs and <coughs> other areas of your body to swell up. Histamine in your nose causes it to run and drain and get clogged. So if you take an antihistamine, it might make those symptoms go away. But at the same time, guys, did you know histamine increases blood flow to your brain? So when you block histamine with an antihistamine, you actually block blood flow to your brain, which is why all histamines, antihistamines cause what? <laughs> Sleepy drowsiness because you shut off blood flow to your brain. So look, an antihistamine does block histamine and does make your symptoms go away but it causes another problem in that it shuts off blood flow to your brain. And this is well known and well studied. This is why they say don't operate heavy machinery when taking Benadryl because you literally lose your mind because you shut off blood flow to your brain. The same thing happens when you take a statin or when you take uh, blood pressure medications or when you take an anti-diabetic medication or when you take an acid reflux medication, blah, 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 blah. There's no such thing as a healthy prescription drug, but wait a minute. I went to my medical doctor because I wanted to get healthy and they said I have to take this. Okay. I had a patient, I'm not going to say who it is, literally tell me she was so frustrated at her last MD primary visit because the medical doctor said the computer says you need to take X, Y, and Z. And the patient goes, wait, what do you mean the computer? And she goes, well, we use this AI, the doctor, we use this AI software now. We plug in all your symptoms and it spits out recommendations and the computer says you should take this one drug. And the patient asked the doctor and said, well, doctor, do you think I should take it? And the doctor says, well, I don't know how to answer this because I personally, the doctor wouldn't ask you to take this because the numbers that it's taken for are okay. But yet the computer says, and I must, do you guys hear this? 
The computer says an IMD must follow the recommendations of the American Medical Association, and they want you to take this drug. You should be pulling your hair out right now, hearing what I just said to you. We're letting Watson and ChatGPT make medical recommendations for our patients in traditional healthcare. It's starting to happen, guys. So what's the flaw behind this? Well, who decides who takes what? It used to be a trained doctor would listen to their patient and go, it sounds like you have X condition. This drug treats the symptoms of X condition, and I'm going to prescribe this for you, and here's the dosages, and here's how you take it. It used to be human decisions. <clears throat> Burst in a bubble today. It's now software decisions. Doctors are more or less pawns in a software-driven system that is designed to make money. If you don't believe me in this, listen to these quotes from Forbes and other market industry analyses. The World Health Organization estimates that in 2023, the global pharmaceutical market profited $300 billion last year. Wrap your mind around that. The most wealthy individual in the U.S., Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos, they go back and forth. One day it's Bezos, one day it's Musk, one day it's Bezos. They have individually a net worth of about $460 billion. So I want you to hear this. Every year, pharmaceuticals are worth $300 billion. Every stinking year. And the estimate is that by 2026, it'll be $400 billion annually. Not just one guy's total net worth of his entire life, but an annual sales of $400 billion. This should freak you out. Listen to the World Health Organization. Quote, an inherent conflict of interest is between the legitimate business goals of the manufacturers and the social, medical, and economic needs of providers and the public to select the use of drugs in a rational way. In other words, while you may need a medication, it's quite possible that the medication you're taking is more about profit for the manufacturer than about the helping of you, the consumer, end quote. Yikes. That's a big deal, guys. What am I talking to you about? Well, let's just talk about a few. Cholesterol drugs. Don't even get me started on this because, first of all, they're not even testing cholesterol. If you watched my episode a few weeks ago about how cholesterol is not cholesterol and how you've been lied to by the nth degree, Pfizer is currently recommending and has done so in other countries that children should take Lipitor in chewable formats because they think if we can get your drugs into or their drugs into your kids, we would stop heart disease by making statins go into every human on the planet. Did you know that statins are linked to cancer? Did you know statins are linked to higher risks of cardiovascular disease? And statins are linked to insulin-dependent type 2 diabetes. So if we can make all the children in the U.S. diabetics that are overweight and have bad hearts... Now they will become susceptible to the other drugs that we produce. There is little to no research that shows that high cholesterol, high triglycerides, and high LDLs actually are a risk factor for heart disease, yet that's the selling point for the drug into the children of today. Have you heard this phrase? Talk to your doctor to find out if this drug is what you need to take. That's a marketing ploy, guys. It's just like got milk. They figured out that if I have a celebrity wear a milk mustache, milk sales went through the roof. So now they're starting to use celebrities to advertise their drugs. 
because it makes money. If you don't believe me, just Google Ozempic and the Hollywood actors that don't have diabetes that are injecting themselves with Ozempic. And I'd like to play a small clip for those of you who are listening and watching. Um, listen to this and tell me if you would be okay taking this drug. Here we go in three, two, one. Ozempic should not be the first medicine for treating diabetes or for people with type 1 diabetes or diabetic ketoacidosis. Do not share needles or pens. Don't reuse needles. Do not take Ozempic if you have a personal or family history of medullary thyroid cancer, multiple endocrine neoplasia syndrome type 2, or if you are allergic to Ozempic. Stop taking Ozempic and get medical help right away if you get a lump or swelling in your neck, severe stomach pain, itching, rash, or trouble breathing. Serious side effects may happen, including pancreatitis. Tell your doctor if you have diabetic retinopathy or vision changes. Taking Ozempic with a sulfonylurea or insulin may increase the risk for low blood sugar. Common side effects are nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, stomach pain, and constipation. Some side effects can lead to dehydration, which may worsen kidney problems. I discovered the potential with Ozempic. You may pay as little as $25 per prescription. Ask your healthcare provider today about once weekly Ozempic. That's ridiculous. Did you hear that? Absolutely ridiculous. Like, did you hear the things they said? Uh, don't take it if you have uh, thyroid not nodular cancer. You know why? Because they found out Ozempic can cause thyroid cancer. So if you already have cancer and you take Ozempic, it's going to get worse. Then they said Ozempic causes dehydration, which can cause kidney failure. Yet... So-and-so celebrity hops on Instagram and is like, I lost 20 pounds when I injected this crap into my leg, and you should do it too. And guess what everybody's doing? Droves upon droves. Ozempic is the number one selling drug on the market today, right now. If you were to Google which drug sells out all other drugs, it's Ozempic. And you know why? People are running to clinics and their doctors that are overweight going, I don't have diabetes, but I heard the side effects of Ozempic are weight loss. I want that side effect, so I'm willing to inject myself. Do you hear the insanity? But yet it makes perfect marketing sense. If I can grab an Instagram influencer or a celebrity and put milk on their lips and sell a ton of milk, why could I not sell a drug that is so toxic to the human body that it forces the human body to burn fat? In a negative way, guys, Ozempic is a peptide drug. It's the most dangerous drug on the planet. And just wait for the next five years when they start doing class action lawsuits because people are dying left and right from thyroid cancer and from kidney disease. And yet they're disclosing it in their very commercial that you sing along, oh, 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 Ozempic because you want to lose weight. And that's just not the big thing with diabetes, guys. Javania and Bieta and Biuterin, if I'm even pronouncing these right, are all linked to cancer. So while it is important to lower your blood sugar, try not to do it with a drug because lifestyle changes, chiropractic care, detoxification, and other methods of cleaning your body out will lower your blood sugar better than the drugs. Ozempic's claim is we'll get your A1C less than 7.0. Uh, that's still highly diabetic when five or less is normal. You'll never hear anybody, though, say, hey, I took Ozempic and my blood sugar went to normal and my A1C went to normal and I no longer need Ozempic. Nor will you hear that with Januvia, Javandia, Bayetta, Byrudion, or whatever the heck these names are. 
for drugs to treat a disease when they don't treat anything. They manage symptoms. Acid reflux is a big deal for a lot of people, and yet tens of millions of Americans say they pop a proton pump inhibitor. Did you know proton pump inhibitors cause osteoporosis? Did you know that? They physically cause your bones to become depleted with calcium, and they have been linked to worsening of your reflux in the first place. Also, they're linked to increased risks for heart disease and cancer. So I don't know about you, but like because it's available over the counter, my 13-year-old could walk into Target and buy over-the-counter acid reflux drugs. That should freak the heck out of you. Oh, they're so safe, Dr. Ernst, because they're over-the-counter. It's just like Tylenol is available over-the-counter. It must be safe because if it killed people, surely they wouldn't let us buy it. No, they know it causes damage to the human body slowly over time, so they want you to buy it. It's the same thing with candy, guys. Why do you think candy is at every single checkout line? They know it causes you to get sick and fat, and then they know you like it, and they know you'll never blame your Snickers and Skittles and whatever addictions to the reason you have diabetes in the first place because you're the person who would take the drug and inject it in their leg, and they're happy because you are their customer. But a highly educated individual who is their own doctor would look at this and say, how come you guys aren't unplugged from the medical matrix? Like, am I Neo? Am I the person who has to say, hey, Morpheus, how come everybody else is walking around shooting up drugs? Literally, we now are asking you to inject them. Do you see the insanity behind this? Hey, I wonder if we could get people to actually inject this drug into their arm. Really? Like, you don't think they would think that's nuts? Don't they like to swallow pills? Yeah, but the only way we can use this drug is if we inject it straight into their veins, like heroin and cocaine and crack. But I wonder if human beings will inject themselves. Well, what if we put it in a once-weekly pen? Maybe they'll do it then. Of course they will. We'll lick even laced stamps if we get the effect we want, which is weight loss. Okay, high blood pressure. What about this, guys? Did you know that blood pressure medications, according to the American Medical Association, have an increased risk for breast cancer? This is off the American Medical Association's website. Research published in the Journal of American Medical Association says calcium channel blockers can increase your risk for breast cancer, especially in menstruating women. The underlying inflammation that's causing the high blood pressure, though, is never addressed. Watch this. Did you know that hormone therapy, including bioidentical hormone therapy, is dangerous to the human body? But Dr. Ernst, I see a specialist who does organic bioavailable progesterone and estrogen. I don't care if it's organic or not. Estrogen is estrogen no matter how you take it. And the problem with estrogen is that it is known to change the function of your cardiovascular system and your nervous system. And if you mess around with the wrong estrogen, guys, there's four types of estrogen. Most women who are taking estrogen go, hey, I take estrogen. And I ask them, is it E1, 2, 3, or 4? And they look at me like a deer in headlights, like, uh, what? Well, which estrogen are you taking? The one my doctor prescribed. Well, which one is it? Uh, I don't know. Okay, go grab the bottle or the lotion or the pill. And guess what? It doesn't tell you either. There are four different types of estrogen, ladies. If you're rubbing E4 on your armpits or you're injecting it into your hips, that one can cause cancer. Will it make your symptoms better and will your hot flashes go away? Sure. But it can cause cardiovascular disease, neurological dysregulation, strokes, and cancer. I don't care if you think your drug is targeting your disease. Listen to this. 
Prescription drugs act like sledgehammers or shotguns, guys. If I have a roach in my house and I drop a grenade in the kitchen, goodbye roach, but also goodbye kitchen. That's what drugs are like, just so you all know. No, 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 Dr. Arnst. I take a very specific drug that my special doctor said is going to be specific to my condition. Bull. There is no such thing as a targeted specific drug because even if it was targeted, like supposedly chemotherapy is targeted to my cancer, it still affects the systems of your body negatively. Let me ask you this question. When your symptoms go away, has your condition improved and are you healthy and healing? The answer is no. I could take a patient who has nerve pain and sciatica and pump them so full of morphine that they can't feel anything and they're as high as a kite and they say, my sciatica is gone. I'm on cloud nine. I feel so good right now. But they wouldn't be able to drive a car or interact with any human being because they're drugged up. Does the fact their pain is gone mean they're healthy? No. So does the fact your symptoms are gone because you're taking a drug mean you're healthy? No. So what the heck is health then? Health is your body functioning at 100% of its optimum God-given capacity in all systems without the use of outside drugs, supplements, or I'll call them things that change the human body to make it do something it shouldn't do. Wait a minute, Dr. Ernst, you just said I'm not supposed to take supplements? Not if you're using your supplements to be a substitute for a drug. What would be a supplement that would substitute a drug, Dr. Ernst? Hey, great question. Some of you take Hawthorne, CoQ10, garlic, magnesium, and uh, I don't know, zinc to lower your blood pressure. And can those in combination lower your blood pressure? Sure. But why are you using a supplement instead of a drug? Well, Dr. Ernst, I don't believe in drugs. I don't believe in pharmaceuticals. So you believe in using supplements to do the same thing a drug would do? Oh, well, no, no, no. See, they are safe and effective because they're natural. Yeah, but what's the reason you're taking them? Because they lower my blood pressure. Well, why do you have high blood pressure? I don't know, but garlic and hawthorn and CoQ10 work, and I like it. Well, what happens when you stop taking garlic, hawthorn, and CoQ10? I would never do that, Dr. Ernst, because my blood pressure would go up. Idiot! Do you see how you have never addressed the underlying root cause? Guess how many medications I take? Zero. Guess how many supplements I take to manage my symptoms? Zero. Do I take vitamins, minerals, and nutrients? You bet. But only the ones that I am deficient in, according to my blood tests, my urine tests, and my hair tests, which I do annually because I want to be specific. I'm going to burst a bubble for all of you right now. Are you ready for this? There is the future of medicine available to you today. Targeted and specific, customized individual healthcare is available if you know who you can talk to who can do this. What do we do in our clinics? Targeted and specific, customized healthcare. What does this mean? It means instead of just cookie cutter treating you, we actually test your body from head to toe and find out what is wrong, why you have it, and what you need to do to fix it. And we create custom supplementation, dietary guidelines, chelation, and therapy to your specific needs. Let me give you an example of this. <clears throat> Years ago, it became very popular to do the raw diet. You guys remember this? Don't eat any food that's cooked. Only eat raw fruits and vegetables. In fact, if you're going to eat meat, it must be raw. Ew, gross, Dr. Ernst. Who eats raw chicken? Well, don't do that. But some people eat raw meat. 
like you know a steak that's only seared for three seconds on the outside and is fully raw on the inside. So this raw diet was all popular. And it became so popular that everyone was like, the raw diet will cure you from all disease. If you have X, just eat raw and it will go away. And so guess what happened? People with IBS and IBDs, Crohn's and celiacs and leaky guts started eating raw diets and they got worse. They complained of immense pain in their digestive system. Some of them started having blood in their stools and everybody was like, I don't understand. The raw diet heals all that eat it until they realized, nope. Raw diets are really bad for people with inflammatory bowel disease because they can't digest the food that's not cooked in the first place. When you cook food, it does denature some of the proteins that are toxins and helps the body to digest them. So one size never fits all, guys. So we're so much closer to this concept. But look at medicine. Uh, your cholesterol is over 200. You need a statin. One size fits all. Oh, uh, your, your blood pressure is north of 120 over 80. One size fits all. Uh, you have psoriasis. We have a drug for that. One size fits all. Oh, you need to lose weight? We have Ozempic. One size fits all. And because the celebrities use it and endorse it, you really should take it. One size fits all is the current approach to pharmaceutical medicine. But Dr. Ernst, they have so many one sizes. Yeah. They have many, many drugs to treat many, many conditions. But the thing is, is the approach is incorrect. Do you want to fix your problem or do you want to manage your symptoms? If you want to manage your disease, go to an MD. M for manage, D for disease. There it is. I said it. But if you want to reverse your disease, go to an RD, not a registered dietitian. Go to a real doctor. And the real doctor is you, not me. I'm a coach, I'm an educator, I'm someone who helps people to heal themselves. Hopefully you found today's show to be informative. There better be some comments below. I can't see them yet because we're still live, but I promise you one thing. If you're looking for a way out of your health, individualized, targeted, therapeutic nutrition, diet, detox, and coaching is available to you. And here's the beauty of it, guys. Though we are Charlotte, North Carolina-based, you could be anywhere in the world today and we can coach with you. If you live in the United States or in a territory that is owned by the United States, we can actually do labs for you. We currently have patients in California, in Arizona, in Florida, New Mexico, Canada, uh, Puerto Rico, London, England, South Africa. We have patients who work with us virtually in a similar method of how I am broadcasting this radio show to you. The only difference is instead of stream to social channels, we say stream to your computer and you and I talk and we discuss how you can heal yourself. So if you are even slightly or remotely interested in what is known as telehealth, virtual health, or if you're lucky enough to be in the Carolina region, within an X number of hours drive to our clinic, why don't you connect with us? The special offer we're hosting from today's broadcast is a free 100% no strings attached consultation phone call with the doctors of our group. All you have to do is click the link above or below, which will take you to a calendar page and you can choose a day and time convenient to you and why don't we talk? Because here's the one thing I've learned after now 17 years of being in practice. People want to get well. They want to get off their medications. They want to lose weight naturally. 
We inherently know that drugs are dangerous and toxic, but many of us don't know that there's a safer way. And if you're looking for a way out, if you want to reduce, eliminate, or get off your medications, we can help. I have a doctorate in natural medicine, which allows me to coach and consult with you and actually talk to you about your drugs. But I don't have a medical degree, so I physically can't change your drug prescription. I can't change your dosage, but I can teach you the phrases to say when you talk to your doctor so that your doctor will get you off the drugs. There should be a commercial that says this. Instead of asking your doctor what drug is right for you, it should be ask your doctor these three questions and they will lower your medication prescriptions because they have to. If you become your own doctor and you educate yourself beyond the puppet that you see who wears a white coat, I know you guys are thinking I'm talking harsh, but guys, your classic MD is a puppet. They have strings connected to their arms that let them write the prescriptions based upon the people that are endorsing their clinic. And though we don't pay doctors directly anymore like they used to because it's now considered illegal, go figure, to have a pharmaceutical company pay a doctor for writing a prescription. Thank God that passed. You can still get kickbacks and endorsements and all kinds of fun stuff as an MD. So you need to ask the question of this. Who's in your medical doctor's back pocket? Who's actually telling them to make the recommendations for your health care? And do you trust them? Or would you rather work with someone who is not paid by big pharma, not paid by big government, not paid by anyone other than the person who's coaching with them? Because my job is to help you heal yourself. I've done it myself. I've done it with thousands of patients. The question is, do you want to be well? If that's the answer, click above or below, use the Calendly link and connect with us. Hey, we also have an event coming up in a couple weeks. Diabetes, <coughs> excuse me, still have this lingering cough. Diabetes, heal thyself. Some of you might say, why aren't you just taking a, a cough suppressant? Because it's a drug. My body is doing something. I trust it knows what it's doing. I will let it cough when it needs and I drink water to support my hydration rates. That's, there's my healing. But if you have a friend, family, loved one, or coworker who's really struggling with diabetes, guys, the second Saturday of March, I believe it's the 9th, I'm hosting a free, 100%, no strings attached, masterclass on how to get out of diabetes, type 1, type 2, and even type 3 diabetes. Did you even know there's a third type of diabetes? It is diabetes of the human mind. When your brain becomes insulin resistant and you get cognitive decline, dementia, Alzheimer's, and or I can't remember who I am disease. They're now calling that type 3 diabetes. So what does it tell us? High blood sugars affects your brain. It affects your heart, your lungs, your liver, your spleen, your pancreas, your gallbladder, your intestines, your kidneys, and your reproductive tissues. So you don't just have diabetes, guys. You have a metabolic disease that is breaking your body down and causing it to decay. So let's solve that. That is on Saturday, March 9th. It's completely free. Again, there's links above or below. Please like our page. Please share this message. Please get engaged and ask questions. When the live stream stops, I'll answer any comment that I see below. Be blessed. Have a beautiful day. And I believe next week we're back on the airways. Bravo. I'll see you guys next Saturday. Thanks for tuning in today. If you have a question, a comment, a health concern, we're always a click away. AskDrErnst.com or use the comments below. And I hope you found today to be eye-opening. Be blessed. Have a beautiful rest of your day. Until next time. Adios.